Hi, this is Penny Lerner, and you're listening to Brothers on Tennis. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we have, we, we've wrapped up yet another major tournament, the Miami Open. Man, there was a lot of tennis that went on this last, like, week and a half, almost two weeks, bruh. It was crazy. How did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it at least, Bryce? I enjoyed it. You know, especially when you take into consideration all the noise about the big three not being there, Dominic mm-hmm. team not being there, the Williams sisters not being there. You know, a lot of your your big marquee names in the sport weren't there. Right. It was still a really good tournament. Right. They got after it, I tell you that much. Uh, they did, and, and we, we know that the men knew that there was plenty of opportunity on their side. The women were trying to reinforce some stuff on their side. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and for those of you that were with us last week, you know, we kind of gave you, you know, our thoughts up to the round of 16. So what we're going to do today is we're going to pick it up you know, at maybe the round of 16, the quarterfinal. I guess we'll pick it up at the quarterfinals, right? Yeah, that sounds and, good, yeah. And um, and we'll talk it through. And and, um, and as always, we'll talk about uh, the Miami Open. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Volvo Open that's going on in Charleston, uh, South Carolina. Uh, and then, you know, we'll take an opportunity to have some of you all come up and uh, give us your thoughts as well. That's right. And so, Dwayne, I'm I'm shocked you. He was not excited about the men's final. I was actually very excited about that. I have to say. Um <laughs> but we'll go into all of that of course. Um Bryce really quickly the one thing I we we of course want to do is give our shout out to uh our partners here Locker Room. We are recording Locker Room uh as uh as a podcast. Um, it is a live audio source, though, for, for sports fans, especially tennis fans. So if you are listening to this podcast, know that it was recorded on Locker Room, and y'all need to come and join us live. Join us while we're taping, so that way you can come up, you can chat with us, we can get into some good conversations like me and, and, and Dwayne are going to have because he wasn't excited about the final. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> But all in all, folks, yeah, if you got an Apple product, go download Locker Room and come join Brothers on tennis let's get it right all right bryce so since Dwayne is all salty about the men we're gonna hold that for a second (laughs) and we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna start with the ladies so let's set the stage so it's quarterfinals time Mm -hmm. and we have in the quarters we'll start at the top we have bianca andrescu versus Cerebus Tormo, who had just won a tournament the week before. Mm-hmm. We have Maria Sakari against Naomi Osaka. I'm sorry, I'll start at the bottom. I was going to Because you threw me real good. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, keep going, brother. I, I had the wrong sheet in the wrong hand. But, <laughs> but anyway, so on the bottom, you got yeah. Andrescu and Cerebus Tormo. Yeah. And then you had Sakari against Osaka. Yes. And then up top, we had the number one seed, Ash Barty against Arena Sabalenka. Mm-hmm. And we had Sevastova against the newly engaged uh, <laughs> Fitalina. That's right. Jim's uh, life. Right. So 
let's talk about how that went, Isaac. So let's start with Barty and Sabalenka, and 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 that was a really good three set match. Wasn't it though, man? I tell you, that was a good battle. Again, I still feel like Sabalenka is climbing up that ladder, and she's mm-hmm. doing a good job. She's really doing a good job. Um, it, it, you know, she's on my squad, and I, I really like her a lot. Um, I just think that Barty was like, listen, y'all keep throwing shade at me, talking about <laughs> I, I shouldn't be the number one player in the world, and I'm going to let y'all know I'm getting things done so that right. I can prove all of y'all wrong. And basically, right. she battled Sabalenka in the right way, and she used her variety. She used her game, and she just took it out, took it, took it from her in three sets. I thought that was a fantastic match, bro. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I, you know, I got a little nervous when she lost that second set. Yeah, and, yeah. And the tiebreaker, because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, now come on, Barty. But then again, I have a lot of faith in her in a third set versus Osabalenka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but no, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think Ash Barty was kind of feeling like I, I hear y'all talking in the locker room, mm-hmm. and I can show you much better than I can tell you. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know. So that was a big win for her because, as we all know, Sabalenka has been one of the hottest players on the women's tour in the last mm-hmm. six months. So that mm-hmm. was a really, really good statement win for Ash Barty. Absolutely, yeah. So, so she was then scheduled to meet in the semifinals. Elena Svetlina, or maybe we'll be calling her, we'll be calling her Miss Monfils uh, um, come this summer. Right. But, uh, she looked over the net and saw Sevastova and said, you're not supposed to be here. I know. She's like, wait a minute. I don't recall you being in the seat. I thought it was Halep. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and take this opportunity to smack you up and send you on your way. Here's this whole biscuit. Walk away. And well, that's what she did. Absolutely. And we and we talk about Svitolina. I mean, we like her, but we talk about her not winning the big matches. But look, she typically beats the people she's supposed to beat right. like a like a Sevastova. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, she, she she just can't beat the top players. But yeah, Sevastova, right. yeah, she'll smack them women up real good. She'd be like, listen, ladies, y'all not y'all not trying to get with this. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. No. So that was a pretty straightforward win. Nothing really exciting there. So that set up, you know, mm-hmm. the Ash Party. Svetlina semifinal. Right. Now, let's take it to the bottom. Oh, yeah. Where we had Andrescu, who had been fighting all tournament. All tournament. All tournament. Uh, she was taking on Cerebus Turmo. And, and, you know, and people were thinking, like, well, wow. You know, Cerebus Turmo took out Ans Jabur, who had taken out Sophia Kennan. Mm-hmm. for the first time in, in her career. And so I think people who hadn't really been paying attention to Cerebus Termo, they were a little surprised. Like, who is it? We don't really know who this lady is. Mm-hmm. But for those of us who have been watching her over the last month, right. we knew that she was going to be um, um, she was going to be a problem, and that she was. Well, and you're and and Bryce, I think I even mentioned this on the last call we had. I was one of those folks because I was kind of like, who? And 
I put Cerebra as Tomo in sort of that uh, Martic category that just, uh-huh. I don't understand how she's there, but she's always there. And she's just been showing out this month. So I even said, I'm a, I'm really going to watch her and pay attention and really try and appreciate her game. And you're absolutely right. Cerebra as Tomo has a good game, real good game. She is just straight up solid. Very nice strokes. Um, they found out that she was a... Um, you know, her 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 idol, if you will, was David Ferrer. Mm-hmm. So it goes to speak of why she's so, you know, her you know, she got that endurance because you know that's what David Ferrer was known for. He was a workhorse, he was always gonna stay out there and just get it done. And I feel like she has she has kind of taken a lot of that uh, you know, with her and built that into her game. And she's playing some great tennis, bro. She she really battled Andreescu. But first off, though, let's not forget, and I know we were we starting at the quarters, but we got to give Andreescu a little bit of love for that Muguruza win. Because yes. that, that we cannot overlook. That was very impressive. I mean, they, they was battling, bro. They were battling. Yep. And I, yeah, so to me, when she got through that, I was like, okay. I, my, my doubts about her, I'm like, all right. You still got that fight in you, though. You still yeah. got that fight. Yeah. Look, to me, clearly, this was the best we had seen Andrescu look since she's come back. Because right. let's be very honest, the other tournaments she's played up to now, you know, she's been scalped. You know, exactly. Pretty, you know, pretty early on. And um, so this was the first <laughs> tournament, you know, that she kind of looked good. So, yes. So she gets past Cerebus Tormo, who really had her chances in that match as well. She did. Um, but she, the surprise that came at the bottom was that, I don't know how Ooh. you felt about it, Isaac, but I, I just kind of thought Osaka, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, we love Sakari and, and we've been a fan oh, of yes. her for a while. Yes. But, you know. We just kind of felt like this was hardcore. This is Osaka, you know, Sakari, you know, she's she's been kind of having some um how how do I want to phrase it? Um <laughs> some confidence issues right. uh, lately. I'm gonna be polite about it. Right. Um and so I guess in my mind, I just kind of thought Osaka was gonna win this match and we were gonna see Osaka versus Andrescu, but Sakari had different plans. Apparently. Because um, <laughs> she came out there, what, fired up. She was like, look, Naomi, anybody scared of you today? Um, you, you can come out here, uh, you know, slow start all you want. Um, and that's really what it was. I feel like Naomi just had, she just wasn't on her game. She couldn't find her strokes. And I think she kind of just let that first set go because she was just like, I just need to, you know, figure out my rhythm, find my rhythm, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not reading too much into the bagel that she was uh, chomping on after that first set <laughs> with cream cheese. Anyway, because uh, <laughs> that's, that's tight when you get fed that bagel. She, got, I, she was giving, <laughs> she, she, she had a little Greek yogurt on that baby. Right? She was like, him. Yeah. <laughs> right? Here you go. Sprinkles. So, but I think Osaka at that point was like, okay, I'm going to get my game back. Because I even saw she started off the second set and, you know, really, you know, focused. She was kind of pounding the leg like she typically does. And I was like, all right, she, she's into this. But I tell you what, at that point, Maria Sakari was like, listen, I got you. <laughs> Everybody's scared of you. Um, and they battled that second set. And I think it just 
I just don't think it was just one of those days where Osaka was just not on her game. And I think that Sakari was playing some straight up ball. And and when you have that situation, Sakari was just able to pull out the victory. And I was I was very impressed with that win, bro. I have to say. Well, and I think Osaka said it in her post match interview when she said, you know, she had she didn't she didn't feel like she had her game all week. And she right. said, it's a bad combination when you feel like you're off your game and you play quality opponents. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she was able to get past, you know, Mertens. And, you know, she had a walkover and all that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, her first real challenge was soccery. And, um, and, and, you know, and look, she was on a, what, 23-match winning streak? Right, right. You know, I, it, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it, she can take an L now. It's she can okay. take an L. It's okay. Exactly. L. It's okay. Right. She didn't play it a lot. It's, she's still on two of the four grand slams. So you can't right. take that away from her. So she, I ain't nobody, you know, I ain't nobody stressing about the fact that she lost to Sakari. I think that they was, it was, you know, like I said, it was just one of those days and, and, you know, it just happened, but kudos to Sakari for seizing the moment and getting past her mental demons, because, you know, you were talking about that. That's one of the things that they said about her is that for whatever reason, her coaches have really had to convince her that she deserves and, and belongs to be in the top tier of women's tennis. Um, so I really feel like that victory will help her a lot, um, as it relates to, you know, just, um, you know, just pushing forward and, and getting into that top 10 and maybe even getting, you know, holding her spot there. Cause I tell you what, Bryce, that semi, let me let you know, anytime going forward, if I see Sakari versus Andreescu, you better know I'm going to be up. I'm going to have my popcorn. I'm going to be sitting up in front of the TV and I'm going to be telling everybody to be quiet so I can watch this match. That was a an outstanding match. Outstanding. Well, well go ahead and talk about it because you, you've gone to it. Yeah. I so. mean, the the fact <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, that's what, that was the, that was the semifinal at the bottom. So after Sakari took care of Naomi Osaka, uh, she had Andres you in the in the semifinal, and mm-hmm. they just battled, man. They just battled, and at, through that entire match, it was hard for me to tell who was going to win because it was like that Greek fire came out, and here comes Sakari, <laughs> and then the Canadian, you know, BB was like, "Wait a minute, sister, no, where, where you going?" <laughs> right. And she snatched it back, and, and they was tussling, and I, man, I tell you what, that was a really, really, really good match, and and again, up until the end, I did not know who was going to win that thing. But I tell you what, BB pulled it out, man. I, she, I was, and that's right. And you used the right phrase. She pulled it out because Sakari, by all rights, should have won that match. Agreed. She had it on her racket. And but you know, that's one of the things we like about Andrescu. And I'm sorry, I just can't get into the whole BB thing. I don't know why. But <laughs> I, I, like BB. I, I don't feel that. So yeah, so <laughs> she'll be for me. She'll always be Bianca or Andrescu. I'll call you what your mama call you. So <laughs> the, you know the you know that you know. But that's what we like about Andrescu. You know yes. that she does have that fight in her, and that she does um, she doesn't give up. And and really, you know. Well, we know what her issue has been, and it, and it hasn't been her her desire and her will to win. So you, you're right. That Look, you can say the Williams sisters weren't there, whoever wasn't there, all you want, but that was as good of a semifinal as you will get anywhere. Trying to tell you, bro. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. So Andrescu comes to that, and so she's now in the finals. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I must admit, the, the one reason I was disappointed she was in the finals versus Osaka was because, you know, all this talk we had heard about who's number one. You know, Barty had the number one by her name, but in people's hearts, it was really Osaka based upon her results. And right. so I really wanted to see Barty and Osaka play it out in the finals so we could see head to head, you mm-hmm. know, what was what. But um, but Bianca came through. And then in the semifinal up top, well, what happened was... What, <laughs> what happened, happened was... <laughs> right. I mean, Barty plays Fitalina, and what we know about Fitalina is she beat all the people. She she met her seating. She right. beat all the people she was supposed to beat. Right. And then when she got to Barty, it was pretty straightforward. Three and three, yeah. I believe. Three and three, that's correct. Yeah, no, it, and you're exactly right. Barty was like, I'm going to with you. She was like, I had to deal with Sabalenka swinging and hitting balls all over the place. She was like, I could deal with you. Um, right. and, 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 she, and she did. She took care of her uh, straight sets. And, yeah, so that that match was no surprise to me. It was it was what it was. Um, so, yeah, Barty made it to the final. So then in the final, everybody's hyped up because we have, you know, the number one player in the world who is looking to win her second tournament now. Right. And we have... The comeback kid, you know, mm-hmm. um, like our friend Miles was saying, you know, uh, you know, Andrescu kind of has like that it factor when it comes to these these three set matches. So right. we get to the final, you know, Barty looks in control, wins the mm-hmm. first set, but we know, okay, that's the first set. <laughs> right. We know. And what we've come to expect happened. Yeah. 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 It was it was really sad. She took she was, you know, trying to trying to I guess hit a I think it was a forehand and she went to pivot and uh just kind of stubbed it, took the top of the toe and, and rolled that ankle and um yeah, yeah, it took a took a, a nice uh nice fall and um yeah, at that point the foot was kinda kinda messed up. And that's the story on BB is that she just can't quite escape the injury bug. Um, there's always something that keeps, right. keeps her from being and staying healthy. And, and it's been a common theme and it's really, really scary given that she is just a 20 year old young lady, um, right. that she continues to have these, these injury issues. Um, so who knows how long this is going to keep her out. Um, it didn't look like it was too, too serious. Well, we um, do have an update. She did okay. come out and she released a statement, I believe, earlier today saying that it, it wasn't serious okay. and that uh, she didn't expect that it was going to impact her clay court season. But mm-hmm. it did mean she was going to have to pull out of the Billie Jean King Cup. Mm. Okay. Uh, to make sure that she was good to go for the clay court season. And so she was obviously disappointed about that, but she was also very happy that it wasn't anything serious. So, um, you know, hoping that she gets well soon. And, and the thing that's kind of crazy is that it just (laughs) seems like it's, it's not like, I guess this might be a good thing. It's not like she has like this one injury that keeps coming back. Right. You know, she, it's it's just all keeps, over. Yeah, she keeps finding new and creative ways to get hurt. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or, or, or not. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, I, I, the one thing that I do know is BB Andrescu is good for the game of tennis. She yes. is, she is exciting. She is, I just, again, you, you, you can't help get into a match that she's involved with because she, she starts fighting and she starts pumping things up. And I just enjoy those matches. I enjoy all of her matches. So I'm, I am a fan of hers. I'm not ashamed to admit that. And uh, I'm hoping that she will stay healthy because, uh, like I said, I think the women's game is only, only that much better for it. Oh, shoot. We got a name. David What's out it? here in the chat is calling her Tippy Tumbles. Tippy so, Tumbles. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we, y'all, David, we're going to steal it from you. Shame. Um, we're we're uh, <laughs> Bianca Andrescu to be known this point forward as Tippy Tumbles. So, <laughs> I ain't going to call my girl Tippy Tumbles. Huh? I knew I didn't like BB. <laughs> um, <laughs> So anyway, so that was the women's uh, yes. draw. So yes. let's go and let's talk about the men. Mm-hmm. So in the quarterfinals, and this time I'm really going to start at the top of the draw. Yeah, we we, we <laughs> had we had the new number two ranked player in the world, um, Danielle Medvedev against yes. RBA, mm-hmm. um, and then we had Yannick Sinner against Alexander Bublik. Then on the bottom half of the draw, we had, and what I mean very soon, very soon to be the top American, uh, <laughs> Sebastian Corda yes. against Andre Rublev. And then in the last quarter, we had Hubie Herkech against Sisi Paz. Mm-hmm. So let's start at the top. So we had uh, Medvedev against RBA, and I think they had only played two or three times, and RBA... Uh, uh, Medvedev had never beaten RBA, and that was not going to change Miami. <laughs> exactly. RBA was like, listen, fool, you can be number two all you want, but you're going to go and defeat it against me. <laughs> you ain't going to get that victory today. I'm going to tell you what, and while you're walking away, go and take this whole biscuit. Whole biscuit. <laughs> Man, that was shocking, bruh. That was shocking. I mean, how you just give Medvedev, the number two player in the world, a whole biscuit. He was just like, ain't nobody scared of you. I got I, your game. Look, I told somebody this week, RBA is in Medvedev's head. Oh, yes. Yep. And um, and I just, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> yeah. So there it is. There it went. And, exactly. <laughs> and we're going to keep it moving. Keep it um, moving. So in the next section, we had really a battle of two of the, you know, the up-and-comers on tour, right? Uh, right. Uh, the Italian, Yannick Center against the very creative yes. Alexander Bublik. <laughs> yes. Bublik crazy. And I like <laughs> him because he's crazy. I mean, his game is just weird. He just will do pretty much anything. And, you know, he's just got that flair and what have you. He's got a lot of power. And I honestly feel mm-hmm. like if if he were someone to just sort of focus in on that, he really could probably be a top a top player. But I just think that he's got just that very, very kind of wide open spirit. And he's very much like a Monfils and all these other things. He just likes to entertain and have fun. So I think that, of course, is going to hold him back. But the boy is talented, though. Well, you know what? And I, I, I don't know if you saw the interview he did with Prakash after mm. one of those matches. And I liked his honesty because he said, you know, with those shots that he does, 
a lot of times that's actually a stress reliever for him. Mm, okay. Because he says, you know, if he looks at it, you know, analytically, he makes those kind of shots about 50% of the time, mm-hmm. which for him is a good percentage versus how he plays when he normally gets tight. Gotcha. You know, on mm-hmm. a board. So he actually seems like he kind of had a, a, you know, a method to his madness mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. about using it. So I found him to be a very entertaining interview, which blew me away. I actually sent Prakash a message right after he finished that interview. And Prakash, I said, I think we may need to get Bublik on Brothers on Tennis. He said, I think you guys should. So, nice. Uh, Love it. So, Love uh, it. So look out, uh, listeners. We may try to get Bublik on the show and, and have him uh, share with you his very special brand of craziness. <laughs> So, so talk about the match. So you, you had Yannick Center against mm-hmm. Bublik, and it was a straight set win. Um, I and I, it shouldn't I, have been. Oh, go ahead. It shouldn't have been because really and truly, Bublik should have taken that first set. He was right. up a break, I believe, and mm-hmm. um, and just I don't know if it was choking. And see, this to me is where a lot of the variety can kind of get in your way. If you don't have your plan A. Right. Then in those stressful times, it, it may do you a disservice. And in my opinion, it did him a bit of a disservice because Yannick Sinner was like, look, my game is what? Power. That's all it right. is. And that's what I'm going to give you and I'm going to feed it to you. And and I think that unfortunately, because Bublik had so much variety, he just, I feel like, got, got in his own way. And so he missed an opportunity to take that first set. And when that happened, I was like, yeah, Yannick Sinner going to take this in straights. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but so it was a good match. It, good it match really was. And and that set up an RBA Yannick Center semifinal. Right. And the bottom, mm-hmm. we had our American, uh, Sebastian Corda, uh, yes. Andre Rublev. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, it went the way I thought it was going to go. You know, Corda yeah. uh, yeah. was not Russian. And therefore, he <laughs> was about to take the beat down. And, right. uh, but it was a 7-5-7-6 match. It was a good match. It was a good match. Absolutely. So, yeah, Sebastian Corda has nothing to hold his head down for. He played a great match, had a great tournament. And, again, he's proving to just about everybody why he is likely going to end the year as the top-rated American. Right. Yes. Yeah. I- I'm telling you what, he'll probably, I think he'll be top, the top-rated American by summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, because because we're going into clay, and he is very, very good on clay. Yes, So I, ex- I expect him to have some really strong results, to continue these strong results on clay, because we've got a couple master series on clay, right? Right. And he has now gotten his ranking up where he doesn't have to worry about qualifying. Direct yet. entry, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that helps a lot. So Yes. Um, so anyway, so Rublev is in the semifinals, mm-hmm. and then which was the surprise to me. Uh, <laughs> in three sets, Hubie Herkic took out CeCe Paz. Yeah, yeah. I t- see, listen, Hubie was like, listen, th- I am on fire this tournament. <laughs> My hair is lit. Everything is just fire, y'all. Because, I mean, before that match, I'm, not, I'm trying not to go too far, but I mean, if you look at his draw, like I said, he took out Dennis Kudla, which, you know, mm-hmm. it's Dennis Kudla, but right. still... Took him out. He got a hold of Shapo and was like, Shapo, anybody fresh with your lefty swing, bitch? <laughs> and then he proceeded to be like, y'all Canadians ain't got nothing on me. Get you, get, get out the way. So he took Rayonich and was like, mm-hmm. I'm scared of that big serve. Get out the way. 
Right. And he just pushed him out the way. And I think at that point, he started gaining that confidence and that momentum. And he got up in Sissy Pass and he was like, Sissy Pass, I'm sorry, bro, but I ain't scared of you. I know that I know that backhand. I get right. to it. Right. I get and, to it. Look, and and he wasn't phased by, uh-uh. you know, but once again, Sissy Pass gave that same whole biscuit with, <laughs> with, with, some, with some Greek yogurt on top. Yes, sir. Right? And Hubie was like, mm, that tastes good. I like that. Tastes that tastes good. Thank you. you know? And he came back, and like you said, like we will continue to say on this show, mm-hmm. until Cece Paz tightens up that backhand. I'm telling you. You can't depend. You will not be able to depend on him to consistently come through. He's going to have some good wins here and there, you know, but mm-hmm. I, you just can't consistently count on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a gap. It's definitely a known gap that players will play, especially when it gets tight. And yeah, they're, they're definitely getting di- dividends off of it. So yeah, he, uh, he became back and was like, yes, I'm sorry, bro. I ain't nobody scared of you. Get out the way. Right. And then look, I really thought in the semifinals, it, it was lights out for him because Bruh. once again, it was Rublev, you mm-hmm. know, Rublev was like, you not Russian. So I, <laughs> you know, I'll get drove by Medvedev. I get drove by Karatsev. I get dro- drove by Hatchinov. Marat Safin would come back and drive me. You know, I, he can't beat no Russian. But so I thought he was just going to wear Herkic out. And mm-hmm. Herkic, honestly, that was the match of the entire tournament. Yep. That I was most impressed with. Uh, yeah. Yep. But Bryce, this is the thing. And and I remember I was, I, you and I were talking about Hubie. And like I said, Hubie's been on my squad for a little bit. I've always kind of been pushing for him. He's got a very interesting game. He's got, he is solid all the way around. He got a big old serve. He got a great backhand, great forehand. He's got good net skills. He is a very solid player. Now, a lot of people were like, oh, well, these other people have more flash so they can beat him on the day. I don't know that I would say that because I feel like Hubie has a variety of power game that he can play. And I feel like he uses his game very nicely to really throw his opponents off. And, 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 and you know who I will liken him to, Bryce? Who? And you're going to laugh, but I liken him to Azarenka. He changes direction of the ball extremely well. When you go out to his forehand, you think it would it would come back cross court. There's a lot of times where he will throw up a down the line shot that should go cross court, and he throws a lot of spin on it that goes mm-hmm. to the person's backhand. Did you see? I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, that I did see that. He does that a lot, and that is not a normal or natural play. And I'm just like, Hubie, that is a great tactic, and he does it and utilizes it so very well. And I feel like he really did a great job of varying up his power game in this entire tournament. It was it was impressive, bro. It varied. And, and you know what? And, 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 and before we get off of this match up between him and Rublev, I just want to just briefly put something out there. Yeah. I've got Rublev on kind of like stagnant alert. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he's kind of plateaued a little bit. Right. You know, he's gotten to this level where, you know, he's consistently winning. Uh, but he, you know, we've talked about him having this one-dimensional game, right? Yep. And yep. and and if one he's not on and he's missing, that's a problem for him. 
or two, if it's a Russian, that's a problem for him. <laughs> right. Or three, if he plays somebody who can hit with him. Exactly. exactly. It's a problem for him. So I can, I continue to say for him to really crack that next tier that he's trying to get to, he's mm-hmm. going to have to add some variety to his game. Yeah. He's going to have to, you know, whether he starts either, you know, adding a slice to that backhand to change up the pace or, mm-hmm. you know, come into the net or serve volley to, or whatever. Yeah, he, you know? He's got to improve his net game because his net game is not tight whatsoever. Oh, right. no. Yeah. And you remember when you used to play Atari and you had, the, <laughs> you were playing against the computer and when you were beating the computer, the computer would start like rigging out. And start doing all this, like, That's the way he looks like to me when he starts losing. He starts freaking out and doesn't know what to do and just start hitting balls and people in the front row didn't have numbers on. And it's just, it's crazy. You know? I agree with you, bro. I absolutely agree. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to have good thoughts and prayers for Rublev, but Hubie found himself in the finals. Yeah, he did. Um, now, the semifinal up top, I was really interested to see this because this was yeah. kind of like, you had a veteran with RBA who is as solid as solid comes. Right. 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 And you had center who is probably as solid as any of the newcomers mm-hmm. uh, coming up. And I actually kind of thought RBA was going to win this match. I did too. <laughs> but, but you, you know, Yannick center was playing his best Arya Stark and was like, no, not today. <laughs> not today. Not today. Not today. <laughs> Bruh. And I mean, and, and how about that to get broken for that first set seven five and then to be able to come back and take it four and four in the second and third? That's yeah. impressive, man. That's I was I was very, very impressed with with Yannick Center, man. He is he's that that young man is destined for some some big things. Yeah, yes. I really feel that way. He he will hold some grand slams, most definitely. And you know, I get on people for sometimes Overhyping people too early without mm-hmm. really seeing enough, getting a, a large right. enough sample size. Right, and uh, I can tell you what, Center is absolutely living yeah. up to all of his hype. Yes, um, and 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 I say that going into the final, saying that neither one of these players, Herkic or nor Center, this would they had never even been to the semifinals of a master series tournament, let alone a finals, and somebody exactly. was about to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really good match. And I tell you what, I felt like, and, and Herkic won, of course, uh, but for me, Isaac, what I felt like I saw in that final was the difference between, and it's funny, I'm calling Herkic a veteran. You know, he's only right. a few, few years older. Yeah, only a few right years older, there. right. But I felt <laughs> like there was some very mature veteran type play there that got him through that match yep i completely agree bro completely agree he looked like the more seasoned more mature tennis player out on that court that day and not to say that yannick didn't you know didn't look good or didn't play well but he just he just looked like he got his the experience showed in my opinion and right. i think hubie just played a fantastic match and and you know he got tight in there a little bit as was yannick i think yannick center was a bit tight just for the whole match because you know you're playing for a master series that's pretty big right um, whereas i think hubie had a bit more confidence especially given all of the wins that he had up to that final 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can't help but be confident after all them folks that you've been smacking down. So, I mean, it it, it showed, and they, I don't know if you caught that as well in the beginning, but they said that they those two had hit before. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, they were, um, I think, they I can't remember where they were, but I guess her catch uh, was introduced to Yannick as a hitting partner. And they were like, hey, we got this young kid to hit with. And so they hit when he was uh, two years ago before he even really got on the tour full time. And even then, uh, the, um, you know, the, the, um, her catch team was like, man, this, this kid is good. So I think that also helped as well. The fact that they had familiarity with one another, because mm-hmm. that see Yannick has that power that kind of overwhelms you. But right. I think, like I said, her catch was like, Oh no, I've, I've hit against him. I played against this power. I know this power. I actually have this power. I just don't show it all the time. And I right. grabbed, I'm trying to tell you, QB has a big game, Bryce. I'm telling you, QB got a big game. He just doesn't use it all the time. It just, I, I yeah. will tell you, I definitely, you know, gained a lot of, res- I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I had, I had my, my weak eye on him, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely gained some respect for him during this tournament. And and now he he's moved up to number 16 in the world, which is an, a, a great place to be from a seating standpoint. And mm-hmm. um, I'm really am hoping and looking to see how he backs, you know, backs us up. Absolutely. Yeah. To me, this needs to be his jumping off point for sure, because I've always felt that he should at minimum be in the top 15. I really do. I feel like his game deserves to be in the top 15. So I will be very surprised and very disappointed if he doesn't get in the top 15 and stay there for a long time, because he really should. That's where, in my opinion, his game belongs. Right. So once again, Props to James Blake, tournament director, and yes. everybody that was a part of, you know, getting the Miami Open on and safe for the players and, and being able to be televised on, um, you know, the Tennis Channel. It was a very enjoyable tournament. Congrats to Ash Barty. Congrats to our Herkage. Uh, just a really, really good tournament. So, Absolutely. Isaac, let's do this. Let's talk for a few minutes about the women's tournament in Charleston this week yeah. before we uh, see if any of our listeners want to come up and gab with us for a few minutes. Yeah, let's so, do it. So we've got the Charleston tournament going on, and, you know, we've got a pretty decent field. It's a it's a 500-level tournament. Uh, we have Ash Barty, Sophia Kennan, uh, Kavitova, Kiki Burtons, uh, Benchich, Muguruza, Elise Mertens, uh, it's even a tournament where Madison Keys is seated in the top eight. So, um, a decent, mm. decent um, uh, draw. And this yes. is now, you know, starting our transition to the clay mm-hmm. for the players. And um, so, I just want to throw this out first, Isaac. Somebody sent me a message, and I think it was Miles who sent me the message, who said, you know, Sloan Stevens and Madison Keys can meet in the second round. Hmm. Well, <laughs> Madison's going to get there because she got a bye. <laughs> and, you know, Sloan is playing a lucky loser, and <laughs> Sloan don't need to be playing nobody who got luck on their side. Yeah, they're so, quietly. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll, I don't know if we're going to see that matchup or not, but well, I guess we'll know after tomorrow. Yeah, that's very true. We'll know after tomorrow. Yeah. I know after tomorrow. 
And what's interesting is that we could actually see uh, Coco Goff and uh, Sophia Kenyon play. Oh, That'd be a third rounder. Yeah. That would be good. And, that would and be good. Sh- and, and shout out to uh, her doubles partner, Katie McNally, that, you know, unfortunately it was, it was due to a retirement from Rabakana, right. but you know, that, you know, when you start talking about points and, and whatever, you know, that's, you know, getting into the next round for McNally is a great thing. Exactly. That's what, that's what matters. So, Hey, so get in there did- and make something happen. So so what are you thinking? Let's let's jump to let's let's call it who do you we think are gonna make the semifinals based upon the draw. Gotcha. Um so I would of course I'm gonna put Barty there just because she's I feel like on a good run. So I think right. she'll make she'll make it there. That that second half, you know what? I, I don't I, I I'm just gonna step out there and say someone like Kuda Matova might might, oh, right. might swing through there because she's been hot of late, but I don't really see any name in there that stands out to me that would be like, Oh yeah, they'll get there. Mm-mm. I think it's gonna either be Kuda Matova or Vondrasova. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I don't think um I don't think Tomlanovich will get through. Um I don't think Madison Keys will do it. I don't think Sloan will do it. Um yeah. I think it's yeah. gonna be one of those two. Okay. Yeah. So we so I'm in agreement with you so far. So I see Ash and then either Kudumartova or Vondrasova. Mm-hmm. And then in the bottom half. Um, I would say that that is going to be Mugaru. I actually you know what I'm gonna call? I think what? that is going to be a rematch of the Australian Open final. I'm calling Muguruza and Sophia Kennan. Okay, okay. Um, so here you go. First of all, I just want to call out to people that may not have the draw in front of them. Although we're saying we see Muguruza in the semifinals, most likely her opponent in the quarterfinals is going to be Kvitova. Probably. So, um, but I, I agree with you. I, you know, I would put my money on Muguruza mm-hmm. to come come through that match. But you know what? You can you can call me being soft on this, but I'm actually going to go with Coco Golf making the semifinals. All right. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm gonna go with Coco Golf. I, I uh, well, you know, sentimentally, I definitely definitely would want Coco to get there. I just, right. I just feel like Kenan. She's coming back from that little surgery, and she's gonna, she gonna want to start, uh, start getting some, uh, you know, getting her name back out there, right? So I don't know. Right. We'll, we'll have to see. That'd be a good one, though. But you know what? It really don't matter whether it's Kenan, Golf, Jabur, at least Murphy, whoever it is. Muguruza gonna be there waiting in the city finals to show them what time it is. Yes, so, she is. <laughs> so, so uh, and I guess I'm basically saying. I, I feel like I, I see a Ash Muguruza final. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Okay, are you bold enough to call it? I am. And you know what? I, I think Ash is going to continue her winning ways. All right. All right. I do. I do. All right. Because hell, she surprised me already. She owned a French Open title, so that's two French Open Grand Slam titles playing against one another. So I, I'm I'm a I'm a call I'm a call Ash on that one. How about you? Oh. I'm right there with you. I, I think Ash is on a bit of a roll and she's feeling good about things. And um, I think this will be perfect preparation for her going into the French. Now, it's funny. I see Miles online saying Layla Fernandez 
is in Kavitova's section. What I need Layla Fernandez to do is to focus on going to eat a sandwich somewhere <laughs> and go ahead and get to the gym and, and, and get herself together. So that's what I need Layla Fernandez to do right now. So anyway, <laughs> Isaac, let's do this. Let's go ahead and wrap this up so we can bring some people up uh, and, and talk. So All right. <laughs> to our listeners, uh, if you've been listening to this as a podcast, you know, we encourage you to go to the app store and to download Locker Room. Uh, this conversation we're getting ready to have with some of the listeners, you could participate in this, and we'd love to have you there. So, Isaac, any final words from you for this week? No, just really happy. The Miami was Miami Open tournament was fantastic. Enjoyed all of the tennis on both sides, women and men's. And uh, yeah, it's time to time to get that clay going. <laughs> All right. I agree with you. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, on behalf of the podcast, this has been your boy, Bryce. And this is your boy, Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. <laughs>